Shut up and sit down. I told Harriet we're getting new music. I'm kind of glad that that's And she said, no more Wiki Wiki, and I said, no more. It's been a year. The Wiki Wiki has run its course. Good. I'm glad. I'm tired of hearing that. It's really fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of our listeners. I never to to I it. never voted that, by the way. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's, for it's, those of you who have been here from the beginning, I was on the very yeah, first podcast. For those three of you that have been here from the beginning, thanks. For the uh, other 12 that have joined over the last year. Thank you. It's more than 12. It is more than 12. It is more than 12. That 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 lovely song has served its purpose. It it's, has. It's, it's day time is to done, move on. but it has served its purpose. And again, thank you to bensound.com for that song. Really yes. appreciate it. Next week, there will be new intro music. New and improved. Dun, and I got to fucking dun. fix everyone's levels now. We're all coming in hot. Hot yes, and heavy. we are. I mean, look at all the freaking clipping already. Do we need to start over? Because we're so excited. <laughs> I don't start over. <laughs> Shit. My editing has gotten so, so lazy now on this thing. <laughs> I mean, not that it's bad editing, but like I've gotten really good at doing it quickly. And so it doesn't take as long. But that's I'm not going to go cut that shit out. That's that's Why would I do that? That's podcast gold right there. It is podcast gold. That's what people want to hear is us both, you know, <laughs> whining about our fucking levels and Talking about the shitty intro music that we use. <laughs> <laughs> that they've had to listen to for the last it's, okay. 52 so episodes. Off, it's not shitty. No, it's not. Actually, but it served its purpose. I don't know that it fits us really anymore uh, from from where we started to where we are, and, and I, we're going to rectify that. We have evolved. So, uh, this is the new Utah podcast. Uh, this is our one-year anniversary. Ta-da! Uh, we are episode... <laughs> well. I guess it's technically the end of our first it's the year. end of our first it's year. It's the eve of the one year anniversary week. will be next week. Um, so it is episode 52. We have been on there for a year. Not a single uh, best of because, well, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to do with 52 episodes. We also have not missed a single week. We've been on every single week, uh, which is pretty impressive. It's um, pretty impressive. I'm going to pat myself on the back and, and toot my own horn. But that's impressive because... My arm's too short. I'd do it for you. <laughs> you only turn around. Is this, I'm like a T-Rex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just got a picture of you <laughs> flapping your arms Like around. I meet the Robinsons. I have little tiny arms. This was not thought out very well. But uh, a, a full year <laughs> uh, is a big milestone. Uh, a full year of the podcast coming out every day. Uh, every day, every, every week. day, oh, every Wednesday. That's a lot of fucking days. <laughs> now every week, uh, the same time, roughly. Um, I think we strayed a little bit in the beginning. Uh, we, we. Well, I don't think it was straying. I think it was just have trying a, to just feeling it out the first couple of uh, uh, shows, and um, we adjusted the format a bit, and um, the timing seems to be good now. We're right around two hours an episode. Updated our uh, equipment from those first. From, from the blue snowball mic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really cool to look at, but not super conducive uh, to uh, speaking. Yeah, learn how to uh, record properly on Skype. There's still some issues, but uh, it's not my favorite. We've gone mobile more. with no issues. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone Quite a few times. I still so. can't speak into the mic half the time. <laughs> nope. nope. Well, we've got another year. Well, yeah. you know, you might as well be a guest. 
Well, <laughs> I'm just saying most of our guests, even the ones that have worked in radio, don't know how to talk into the mic. That's so. kind of true. I, but I feel like they want to interact, but then they forget they're like still speaking. Yeah, it is, it is difficult when you're at a longer table. So for those of you guys that haven't looked at any of the pictures we've, we've posted when we're in studio, um, we, we sit at kind of a long table, two to three people uh, on each side. Um, and when you talk to someone at a table like that, you have a tendency to turn your head. And when you turn your head, you get away from the mic and you kind of talk like this. But even turning your head, you know, just enough so that your mouth isn't pointed at that mic and you can't hear anything. So anyway. Um, so hopefully this year brings a new studio and maybe some more upgraded equipment. Yep. That's what All right, Ben, I'll fucking clean out the storage room. Jesus. That was a hint I'll for you. I'll come help you. To be yeah. fair, you did start. We just, we've got to get some shelving that I but think But my original idea, it, it didn't pan out. So we have to, to change, change it up. But, um. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, there's going to be some new stuff coming, uh, maybe some better mics um, down the road here. Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, we'll introduce the room um, because we don't do that all the time because I feel like if you found us, uh, probably Maybe they're new. Feel. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm your host. Uh, I am not a Utah native, but I live here by choice. I've lived here for, fuck, almost 20 years. Um, and I love Utah. Um, wouldn't dream of living anywhere else. Um, we have with us the urban farmer extraordinaire, Jeremy. Well, also, not born in Utah, but I love Utah, even though it has its... Yeah, but you're really from here. You may not have been born here, but you've lived here a long time. I have. Like, you grew up here. You went to high school here? Went to high school here. So, I've been here a while. Been here a while. So, uh, and then my, uh, my lovely uh, fake wife, Bree. Your lovely Brie. Just call me a fake wife. Well, so she I did. realized because I, I call you my wife to everyone, and we're not actually married. We own a house together. Uh, Is that common law? Something, something. Utah doesn't have common law marriage, I don't think. But, Nine years. Yeah, so you know we've been together for a long time. We Coming own a house on together. Seven. I'm yeah. I'm telling you. Owning a house is harder to get out of than a fucking marriage. You Let's say that, clear. but I'm still gonna fight that. Uh. It's, so we, I was divorced from Dawn, and we took and, two years to get out of the house. Yeah, like we still owned the house together for two years before. Sometimes it's worth it. it. So, just saying. Mm, well, could have sold it for a loss and taken a hit on your credit, or you could have just did what we did. Thankfully, uh, Dawn, her ex, is a very nice guy and very amicable situation. Um, so, and then we also have uh, Jessica. I was saying two years is worth the wait. That was what I was saying. She, oh, yeah. Sassy with me. Totally worth the wait. Yes. But uh, so Jess, Jess uh, does lots of things for us. She pretty much me, everything. She does all the things. She brought me a bottle of booze today. It's pretty good stuff. From I brought house. everyone one year gifts. She uh, brought me a box. Now I'm going to have to get a one year gift for you. Nope. This is some you bullshit. Don't. <laughs> but do you it. don't. So should I just re-gift you the same bottle of whiskey? <laughs> and I just have to give it back to you. It's been opened. <laughs> yeah, it's been opened. <laughs> I tried this here. This is really good. You should try it. <laughs> but it's Sugar House Distillery, uh, and it's it delicious. Is. And he is the founder. Is amazing to talk All right, to. How would you know it's delicious? You have never tried this one. I haven't tried any of them. I know. So how would you know it's delicious? Did I say it was delicious? You yes, did. You did. Oh. I'm just assuming. I'm just giving you shit because you have because I smelled this, the mash today and it was delicious. How's you have that? This vast he collection. opened the vat and I got to smell the mash. I love the smell. Of mash. Climb up a little metal ladder. And, and to be clear, the whiskey doesn't taste like it smells, but the mash smells so good when they're making it. 
it's the same thing. Like if you go, I actually love like I go to the to Colorado uh, and we'll go tour the Coors factory. And there, on days that they've got the uh, all the hops and stuff that have been used, and they're sitting in that big old bucket on the outside that they dump for like cattle feed and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it smells good. I love the smell of like the warm, um, freshly fermented. Like, <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, that yeah. Used hops makes and really sugar good mulch. Yeah, with the, with the sugar. So. Um, James has some really cool stuff down the pipeline at the end of the summer. So hopefully we'll be able to have him on. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be great. So anyway, we are, we are your cast. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. Uh, we do have a fantastic interview with Melinda from, uh, Time and Place, uh, Jess's favorite spot, uh, to go see plants. Uh, and they host a lot of really cool events that we, we bring up on the podcast, like the Mother's Day thing. Um, yeah, that was awesome that they so, did with. So uh, it's a really, really fun interview. She's been around the world, literally. Um, and uh, she's got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, so we'll do a little bit of events, and uh, then we're going to talk about some other stuff. We might not even get to news today. so Some cool things. So events. Uh, I will start with... Um, the United States U-20 team. Bree's falling asleep on us over there. Um, <laughs> it's not falling asleep. Bree has a breathing condition. It's a medical problem. <laughs> it really is. It's an actual diagnosed condition. But I'm shaking my head at you like you should know better. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, the United States U-20, I'm, I'm talking about this because it relates to Utah, because... Because there are Real players that are representing. Real Salt Lake has four people, more than any other team by a long shot. I think the next closest is two, uh, on the United States U-20 World Cup team. And the U-20 World Cup started this week. Um, it continues for the next couple of weeks. It's just like a regular World Cup. It's just kids under 20. Um so they played to a 3-3 draw. Um, they've got a pretty tough group. Uh, and uh, Ecuador? Ecuador? My, yeah, Ecuador, I think. Uh, I see we played. Um, it was a great game. So the games are on at like 2 in the morning on Yeesh. FS1. They are rebroadcasting the U.S. games, at least. I don't know about all the other games, at like 5 or 6 in the afternoon as well. Just TiVo them? Um, but yeah, I just TiVoed it, and I was watching the game Who's as I work. Who's TiVo anymore? I do. I'm old. A lot of people. I DVR'd it. Uh, do you want me to tell you that I don't own a TV? A TiVo. A TV? Yes, I own a TV. <laughs> you don't own a uh, TiVo, I don't own a DVR. Nothing. Do you so have a VCR I'm old. where you put the tape in and set it to Yes, I do have a VCR, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, was, he was joking. I don't know what we would do. No, I really do have a VCR yeah. that's still connected. I don't know. Do you really have a TiVo? No. No, you have a DVR. DVR. Yeah. It's just that's it's like saying crayon. Not all not all plastic things you draw with are crayons. That's a brand. No, yes, Crayola, Crayola is, is the brand. brand. Crayon, crayon is, is a crayon. It's a wax-colored piece of wax yeah. that you color with. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. I think you mean like Xerox versus copy. It's like sure. a Kleenex versus tissue. Yes. It's like down south. Or drywall every- versus jipboard. Drywall, everything you drink is a Coke. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Well, well, if you're down south. That's what I'm saying. So anyway. You so know yeah. what I'm talking about? Jesus. <laughs> We're not talking about Jesus. We're no. talking about soccer. Jesus saves, by the way. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just fun, oh, fun games to watch. Uh, a lot of RSL players. Albert Rusnik had a fantastic game. Uh, four dudes all expected to play in the tournament from Real Salt Lake. So I take it they're not playing on Saturday? Uh, Real Salt Lake is. Um, no, the four no, guys. She meant the, no, 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 no. The four guys. No, the four guys are going to be gone for a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> so right. 
big opportunity for them. Um, kind of sucks for RSL uh, just because we're so decimated by injuries. Um, Jefferson Saverino, the new guy, is fantastic. Got called up to the Venezuelan national team uh, for some games. Um, tickets, I think, are still on sale for the, re- the U.S. game that's going to be here on June 5th. The U.S. June game? 5th. Yeah. Uh, United States versus Venezuela. Oh. Yeah, and that's the one that Saverino is actually going to play in. So you'll get to see an RSL player at least on one side of the ball, Nick Romano perhaps on the other side of the ball. Um, I don't that's think they've announced those call-ups yet for that camp. But uh, tickets should still be available for that. There may even be Manchester United tickets still available. Um, that's for you, Peter. So if you want to fly out here and watch Manchester U. <laughs> then you can. Uh, He's going to throw punch you from across uh, the pond. But sh- seriously, Peter, you should watch MLS soccer, because I know that your leagues over there in Europe right now are done uh, for their summer break. Uh, the leagues are finished, so if you want to watch good soccer, watch Major League Soccer. Whoa. <laughs> hey, it's, He's not going to listen to us anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a league where the same five teams aren't always at the top of the table, and it's a league where you don't know who the winner is uh, with two months left on the season. So The play is a lot slower, though. Way to chime in, you dick. <laughs> what? It totally it is. is. It is slower. But it's, uh, anyway, so that's my thing. So, Jess, there's other events, though, right? There is. Like, the event that I've been talking about for the last two weeks at our good friend Jennifer's uh, Cidery. They are releasing their Desolation Prickly Pear on Wednesday, the it 24th. delicious. And they are pairing with the Southern Utah something alliance that i just messed up anyways so it's for a good cause and if you're hearing this early in the morning then you should go at five o'clock isn't it, it's a limited release right just f- no i think it's their. i think it's or their it's, new oh okay yeah. okay i need to go down there and get some you should or i can just go pick some up if you're not downtown or breeze downtown too so uh it's memorial day weekend there are tons of events going on all over the state um did you know that May is also barbecue month? So there would be lots of barbecues this weekend, I'm sure. Um, I should pull out my grill. My grill. It's waiting. Full tank of protein. My smoker um, got a workout this week. I stuck four, 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 four pork butts in there for 24 hours. The runoff pan was I'm uh, still too waiting capacity. for some. It was totally full. I've never, I actually had to like, like a couple hours before you guys got there, I had to actually like, like smooth out the pan so that it wasn't falling <laughs> off the edge. We should we should send Jess home with some since there's so much left so she can try it. Nope, I am not part of the cool kids. Um, also, I took some to my boss today. He's not part of the cool kids, but he got some. So the cool kids didn't get all that much compared to what we had left. Uh, in Ephraim, uh, remember Utah's heart of Scandinavia? Oh, that's with all right. the trick with God. I almost said chickens, but they're turkeys. The heart of chickens. Uh, Scandinavian Chicken days hearts. is Chicken this hearts. weekend. Uh, also, there is another festival, and this one is in Provo, and it's the Pacifica Festival. It's the seventh annual Polynesian festival that's held on First East and Center Street in Provo, and that goes all weekend. And it's food and performances and. Are they going to do the pig? The Polynesian things. Hey, you know, that's a... That's I'm going to go if they have Otai's. That's where I need to go. I got to tell you, that that is something that a lot of people, when they think of Utah, they think of white guys, you know, Mormons. We have a humongous Polynesian culture here. Uh, yes. From, from both Tonga and Samoa. 
yes. And it's, I mean, it is the Mormon thing that has brought them over here for mm-hmm. the most part. Yep. Um, but we have a humongous Samoan culture, culture and Tongan culture here. It's big. Um, it's really cool. It's huge. It's it's huge. Uh, uh, My mom says huge. Huge. At the she says human and huge. Huge. This actually is going to tie kind of in together, but this weekend at Hill Air Force Base at the library, they're doing a history of Hill Air Force Base on the 25th. And then next week, because we know that you need events next week too, is one of the biggest weekends in Utah. It's Pride. Pride is here. It's also Memorial Day weekend, is it not? Next weekend. The following weekend. Not this weekend. Next weekend. We've moved on to the next week. So this weekend is Memorial oh yeah, this Day is weekend. The 30, 31st, yeah. And next weekend is June. June. It's my daughter's birthday next First, weekend. First, second, third, fourth. Pride, the Pride Festival is on her birthday yes. this year. Oh, nice. On the fourth, huh? So they have events throughout the whole. Yeah, it starts on Friday night. It might even start on Thursday. They might even have some events on Thursday, but all the way up into Sunday, uh, the huge festival downtown at the city hall. Uh, the parade so on be Sunday. Shutting it all down again, like they did for the. Living tradition traditions yep. festival, but bigger. Um, also on June fourth, that kicks off Park Silly, the Park Silly season up in Park City. That's the Sunday market. Uh, everybody loves it because you can go have mimosas and walk up and down the street at the same time. Yep, that's what I how hear. They, anyways. How I've do never they been. get past the law for that? Special they close event. it off. Yeah, special event licenses. Yeah, and then they close, close off, off the street. street. They close off the street, and they have to pick a couple weekends with no booze because they were breaking the number two. Two weekends. Yep. Uh, also next weekend, the second and third is our good buddies, uh, Alan and his oh, yeah. wife. Yeah, because we got to stop by on the way home from uh, Water Pocket the- Opening. Oh, yeah. And I have a funny story about that, actually, believe it or not. About your water pocket? Yes, about my water pocket. <laughs> not my water pocket, <laughs> that, their water pocket. Is that a euphemism for baby maker? Water pocket? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I Doubtful. Don't know we should include that in this conversation. Well, it's but here now. I'm not going to cut it out. It is here now. <laughs> um, so uh, the day after our podcast last week, I got an email from my dad saying, "This ev- my dad never says events look cool or that he wants to go do anything. And he said, this event looks cool. And it was an email from Alan's wife inviting a bunch of her friends to their distillery opening and I was like, uh, I am just posting about this. We just interviewed him last night and Alan's wife was my dad's boss at Flying J. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So, and, and I, so I emailed Alan and he was like, who's your dad? And he's like, oh yeah, I've met him quite a few times. And so we'll probably end up going Small out world. together. That's I cool. know. Well, I meant to ask Alan, but since he said she's been out of the, um, I said distillery, the refinery business. Yeah. It's the smart. Um, yes, the very smart biochemist wife. Uh, anyways, that's why I didn't ask him, but it ended up anyway. So that's funny. Yeah. So go, go support them in West Valley. Uh, Another event next weekend. Folk Hogan has their return to Spanish Fork concert on the third. And, um, it also is the start. They just haven't played down there in a long time. So, um, because no one lives down there. I know. It's beautiful down there, though. Um, <laughs> so I went to, a, I got to tell you, so I went to a, a show at some weird-ass bar in Spanish Fork once for um, Broke City. Um, you know, Ryan and Joel and those guys. Oh, is that the one we went to together? Uh, I don't know if you went to that one or not. It was way down in Spanish. It was at this weird-ass, like, country and western bar. 
And these guys are like emo-ish, uh-huh. like garage band type of sound. And uh, <laughs> and they're playing at this like country oh, yeah. bar in Spanish Fork. <laughs> you get your gigs. Yeah, I don't. I, you're right. Weird. It was. I wasn't because they were Joel Pack and the Pops when I knew them. Oh yeah, they were not Broke City when I knew them. What'd you take out your headphones for? You tired I, of listening to me? The song is an old Ace of Base song that <laughs> never is. gets played. Oh, <laughs> and I just wanted to hear it. Yeah, so apparently this, these guys, Ace of Base. Speaking of Ace of Base, I'm not going to let you finish your events. I have two um, more. That's all right. So okay. apparently, and I don't know because I haven't really looked into it because I don't. It's not like I listen to them a lot. Um, but apparently they're like fucking crazy Nazi loving type of people. Whoa. Maybe we should Google that. Yeah. Maybe that's how I'll do that out. while you talk about events so I Perfect. don't interrupt you. Okay. Nope, you're good. So this, Nazis. this week and next week <laughs> starts uh, City Celebrations, which is like my favorite thing of this time of year. Uh, South Jordan, uh, Eagle Mountain, Saratoga Springs, Harriman, they all have their city celebrations coming up. So parades, carnivals, all the fun things. And then this one is a really, really amazing on June, from June 5th to June 11th up at the Heber airport. Um, they are hosting, uh, Flying Legends of Victory, which is from the CAF airbase in Mesa, Arizona. And they are bringing the B-25, uh, made in the shade. And I saw this plane last year up at Hill Air Force Base and it's a, it's an amazing plane and they fit a lot of men in that plane, um, during World War II. And you can actually get flights. They're doing flights. If you want to sit in the gunner position, it's $325. If you want to sit in the nose, it's $650. <laughs> I know that seems like a lot, but I am telling you, we took my father, um, a couple of years ago. They brought, uh, the, the Memphis, Memphis Bell and it paid about, that much it was it was either three or four hundred dollars and just to have that experience and see that plane flying around the valley it is it's just so cool and this particular b-25 um when it was at hill air force base last year we were able to talk to the um the Arizona Air Force Base people that were around it and they were just telling us stories about because that plane is so hot on the inside and it's so small and I wish I could remember the number of men that they would fit in there at one time but it was it was a lot and I just remember thinking like there's no air conditioning in there (laughs) and is and they're flying over the seas and in combat and it just it's a really really awesome plane and it's one of the planes that has you know, like an old, um, dough girl painted on the side and it's really, it's really awesome. The cost so. is kind of high, but that's how they keep those planes flying. It's it is. And usually this plane is down in Mesa. Uh, that Air Force Base is the one that has it. And even if you just wanted to go up to the Herber Airport and watch it fly around, it is, it's pretty, pretty awesome when they bring these planes out because it didn't fly during the show last year. It was just on, on display. So we're getting, you, you can't just buy parts for those old planes. They have to be specially machined, so they're not cheap to keep them flying. And when I say the Memphis Bell, it was a reproduction that my dad flew in because the original, there was like, I think there was like 13 that were built or something like that. And, but it just, it was, it was really cool. So anyways, I'm done with, with events. Did you find out about our Nazi Ace of Base friends? 
Well, I'm reading this long <laughs> blog post on crack. <laughs> I, I really just tuned out for the last. You five did. Minutes. I could. <laughs> but did um, you learn anything? Well, so I don't know if there's more to it. Um, there's suggestions that their name is even tied to like uh, German U-boat bases, the way their their name spelled. Oh. Um, but the lead singer, this is this is absolute truth. Uh, one of the lead singers, or what's his name? I don't know. I can't fucking say it. It's a weird German name. Anyway, Not he... Not the blonde one? No, the blonde one. He was a neo-Nazi. No. And he had a band earlier that had, like, crazy, like, pro-freaking-skinhead Nazi lyrics. Um, so he was very much a racist neo-Nazi. Uh, and... So all of you when you were 15 years old owning this album... You were supporting Nazis. Myself included. You know, all that she wants is another baby. <laughs> yeah. I really like that album. <laughs> I saw the sun, opened up my eyes. It's just like, they're catchy songs. It is. Totally and they're catchy. really stupid. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to reserve this for later because... <laughs> you could read it later. Interesting to me. I don't know if it's legit. It's on Cracked, so I don't know how fucking real it is. It's someone's opinion, but whatever. It's hard to find good journalism these days. <laughs> um, all right. Can we... It's fake news. Can we talk about... Uh, I know it's not Utah related, but I feel like we got to talk about what happened in, in the UK yesterday in Manchester. Yeah. It's a big deal. And they're warning that uh, there's potentially another attack going to happen sometime soon. In Manchester. Yeah, in Manchester. Yeah. So in Manchester yesterday, yesterday, well, I guess like two days ago now, it was Sunday, right? Like it was Sunday enough. night. So anyway, um, right after an Ariola, Ariola, oh, was last night. Ariola Grande concert. So just yeah. like a day and a half. Ariana Grande. I don't know. Fucking someone. Don't give She's a shit 19 about. at a 19-year-old <laughs> performer's concert where you have it's eight-year-olds to. Yeah. It's all kids. She is a, she is a, a she's world a Disney, renowned a former pop star. Disney. Yeah. Yep. And, and she's, yeah, that's, I mean, her audience is sub 18. And so you're really talking about a bunch of kids and there's a suicide bomber. And kills by somebody. People. I listen to. I listen to a lot of talk radio because I'm a nerd. Um, but I listen to Entertainment Weekly Radio, and one of the hosts. And I actually saw another um, celebrity say the same thing on Twitter today that concerts are like a safe spot and good memories. And now that has forever been changed. It will never be the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about like the the Boston uh, the Boston bombing and the Boston Marathon a few years ago. Well, Paris. Paris happened yeah, at a concert and, and, as and well. The well, and Eagles guy. It was, it was uh, the, the Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a coordinated attack. It wasn't just the Eagles of Death Metal because there right. were yeah, there, was there were guys they found outside of a soccer stadium. Soccer stadium. Right. There were like there were like three other potential attack targets. So um, yeah, it's a it's a real threat. And you you know in Europe you're all so close together down there and it's it's i think probably a bit easier to move between countries so i mean maybe it's a little bit tougher to prevent some of that stuff i don't know i don't know uh i mean and if you tell us what's going on now trump will tell whoever the fuck he wants about it and he did not say israel he never told russia that it was israel but <laughs> i was it, like what are you i really about? never told it anyway like- yeah. God, what an idiot. What a <laughs> jackass. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, like the, the DJ that I was listening to, the radio host said, you know, now you're, I'm not, maybe I'm wrong and I should be more paranoid, 
like he was talking about, oh, like now I'm going to a concert and I'm looking for the closest exit or if I'm at the grocery store. And he was also relating a lot to 9-11 because he's based in New York. But I don't think I've ever felt that. And I go to concerts all the time and I I don't know. I don't think this would even affect. And maybe that's because of where we live. I don't know. I didn't feel that way in New York either, though. But it's tainted yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Now, now you question. I mean, and, and we see it like even here, you know, after the stuff in Paris, uh, Major League Soccer changed all of their stadium policies, and they put in metal detectors. And it took them a took them a few weeks, and and they've had an off season now to really put some measures in place. But you now walk through metal detectors for a soccer game. Um, I mean, the NBA's done that for years. Um, mostly because people that watch the NBA are just thugs and gangsters and gangster wannabes. <laughs> wow, stereotype much? No, I remember going to, and not all the NBA arenas did it, but I remember going to a game. I was in Indiana, and we got uh, one of the doctors out there that we were working with. We got his tickets to a game, to a Pacers game, and we're walking through for metal detectors. It was like Cleveland, uh, Cleveland versus the Pacers, uh, and we're walking through metal detectors to get into this arena. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, is it really that bad here that they got to put you through a metal detector? Um, and now, like, I mean, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, and that's actually one of the things. So Rio Tinto has moved pretty much entirely to this online ticketing called Flash Sheets. And one of their big reasons behind it, I mean, one, there's a cost for paper tickets. Well, most concerts have moved to that if you're yeah. buying through Smith Ticks. Yeah, but I mean... It's super convenient. It makes it harder for scalpers because they won't resell those tickets printed out. Um, so it's like so easy to transfer tickets to other yeah, people. Yeah, it really is. It really it's is. amazing. But like your mass scalpers that stand outside of events, they won't sell them if they're because you can print off a million copies of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they won't sell those those tickets from flash sheets. But you know, RSL, one of the things they said when they, they made that move was look, we want to know who's in the stadium. We want to know who's here, and the more people we can get to do flash seats, the safer envir- kind of environment it's going to be because we know who has those flash seats. Yeah, but this guy didn't go in the stadium. No, this was no. outside. Like, the concert had it was over. been... Yeah, it was over, and these people were people were that were leaving. leaving. Yeah, so a uh, tough event. Really sad, really sad for those folks, especially the, it's just kids. I mean... Yeah. And kids that were dropped off. I mean, and a lot, you know, this was their, this was their first concert, you know, and now that memory is going to be tied with that. And probably not going to go to very many concerts. At least their parents aren't going to send them off to any near future. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. So, uh, I think we're going to forego news. Um, there's some cool stuff that's gone on in Utah, but it's our last show of the year. And I wanted to talk. I'm dropping <laughs> shit. I'm dropping shit. Don't worry about it. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, some different stuff. So what's, um, why don't we start with, uh, what's your favorite thing that's happened on the show? An interview or uh, a liner or a recurring theme or something that we've done? We have a lot of recurring themes. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> One of them is your assiness. What? What are Whoa. you talking about? Apparently I'm an ass. That was straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Is that your favorite thing on the show? Because that's no, what I asked for. That was just a comment. Uh, well, what's your favorite thing in the past past year? I already told you. It's um, 
what's what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Dash? Yes. I didn't even get to be here for it, but I loved his interview. I thought he was interesting. I thought it was fun to hear his background. I found him I just I found the whole up the the whole episode was kind of a fun episode for me. I think I could talk to that guy for a long time. Like he has lived a seriously interesting life. And I, I think Dash could, could talk for a long time about some of his experiences. Bring him so, back. Uh, yeah. He might be one that I, I would be super interested to hear from again. So, uh, what about you, Jeremy? Well, that's, that's a tough one. I've kind of been thinking about it since we discussed a couple of weeks ago what we wanted to talk about. It's hard to pinpoint. I would say one of the funnest things we did was the Halloween Expo. Had a really good time. That was three days. That was a ton of recording part of it. I mean, it was kind of exhausting, but at the same time, man, that was fun to just be there and be invited. That was, that was really, really cool. Yeah. I really liked that. That was actually going to be one of the things I said. Um, yeah, me too. What the hell? Sorry. To, to be honest with you, <laughs> probably my less favorite thing was also that show. My least favorite thing was also that show. Because of all the editing I had to do <laughs> afterwards. It was definitely a lot. There was a lot. There was so much content. Th- like, we didn't even get to use, like, even near all of it. We so, really had to cut a lot of it down. So, for me, I've, I've, I've been to the Comic Cons. I've been in booths. I've been on panels. And they're cool. And they, they have their funness and their, I, it's cool. This was so different because for me, this was so laid back. It was, Three days of doing interviews, which to me are fun. Fun interviews, too. Yeah. We had the people from Face Off. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'm still in contact with a couple of them. I got to tell you, what, what's the German guy's name? I can't remember. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he's still The probably, guy who YouTube videos. Oh, dude, he's I think still he's probably, probably my, my favorite. Second, yeah, I think he's probably my, he was my I don't know. Nora was, Nora, Nora was good, too. But, oh, uh, yeah. Getting a, yeah, getting him to say all that stuff in German, and he was so funny about it. Well, and the best thing is the episode title, which is, I can't say the word, but it's just dishwasher. It <laughs> 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 just looks cool. So that was that was probably one of my funnest experiences. As far as interviews, man, we've had so many great interviews this last year. I, re- I really liked uh, Senator Bacchus. That was, to me, that was really cool. He was a cool guy. And, man, finding out so many interesting things about him. We've had yeah. t- interesting, we've had distilleries, we've had chefs we've had we've had so much it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint but i would say halloween x was probably my favorite event that we've been part of what about you jess i don't think it's fair for me to pick something because i'm the one that arranges all of them and yeah, but so my perspective on them is different than the three of yours if that makes any sense sure like, it does but that's why i want to hear what your favorite is you can pick favorites or, it's okay and it doesn't have it doesn't have to be a guest it could be something that we've done it could be um, you know. I love I love when we go off site. I think it just gives it such a different feel. Whether it was the Halloween Expo or when we go over to James's house and we do, and we do off sites. I know that oh, it Pacera. or yeah, Pacera's, Pacera's house, house was awesome. Was too. Yeah, she was she was actually probably one of my favorites. I uh, I think for me and and I sometimes feel a lot of guilt for this, but I wish that you guys could be with me and hear the conversations that I have with these people when I'm setting up the interviews and talking about our podcast because they're so excited to be part of it and and I wish that you felt the same the same excitement because I know as soon as they sit in that microphone there's there's always nerves. I mean, it's a microphone and 
you know, you don't know how you're going to sound or what you're going to be asked. And um, if I had to pick an interview, um, and, and I hate to be biased, <laughs> but I would probably say that it would be a toss-up between um, when Jen and Derek from Oleo Skincare came. Oh, they were so cool. Because they were so informative and so passionate about what they do. And personable. Um, yeah, and then um, I... I really like doing Carrie's interview. Um, oh, yeah. Just because I have a lot of respect for him and <laughs> and what he does. And we had a moment in time and, and have kind of come full circle in our friend. Our, I'll call, I, don't, I don't want to call it a friendship just because we're not on a personal level. But um, that was neat. But I say Harriet Winston's interview for me was amazing because even though we've been friends for a couple years, there were so many amazing things that I learned about Harriet during that. And just knowing that Harriet has been supporting us since day one. I mean that as, as yeah, Harriet calls me out on my shit as, <laughs> as broadcasters, even if we only have 10 people, if those 10 people are loyal, I mean, that is that it's golden. And yeah. And I gotta be, you know, I gotta be honest. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've struggled with this over the last year. Like, what we're doing the podcast for um because i think where i th- where i envisioned it being when we started and where it's at now aren't the same necessarily um n- not that i'm unhappy with where it's at now because i actually love what we're doing um and and i feel like we have the momentum and the focus um but it was just a different expectation um and and i think you're right um, you know, growing our listener base from an organic standpoint has, has been fantastic and being able to maintain listeners, you know, episode after episode is, is really, you know, more than anything, what, what I look to see is, is that we're, we are getting the same people, uh, you know, listening to us. Um, and I gotta say, um, Oleo, uh, I need some more oil. <laughs> I know I'm so almost out being, too. For being, uh. <laughs> So, and I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I, I'm, I'm a huge, I was a huge skeptic, skeptic and anti beard oil, and I still am for the most part. You just uh, need some more to try it. Well, no, no, no. I w- what I would say is like beard wax, beard oil, um, most of the stuff out there is just horseshit. Yeah, but let's talk about your elbows for just um, a minute. Well, they're not doing great. Cause That's because you're out of oil. I haven't been using it. Um, and and when I did stop using it after about a week or two, they started getting rough again. I don't think they're as bad as they they were before, but uh, the one on the left is still. But anyway, I, I use it on my beard, um, and it's. I wouldn't say I noticed a difference even after a month, to be honest with you. But after you know the second being into the second month of of doing it fairly regularly, I don't do it every day uh, anymore. I'm doing it you know two to three times a week. But I don't have split ends. I don't have knots in my beard ever. And I don't wash my beard, folks. I maybe once every two months put shampoo in my beard. There's just no reason to wash it. I'm sure if you comb through it, you could probably bake a cake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always get called out when there's food on it. But So I, I will be the first to admit that uh, I was wrong. I'm really appreciative of those those beard oils, and I it is time to get some more because I'm almost out of the other oil. I need to to take her up on that to consult with Cassie for her skin. Yeah, so uh, for me, my my favorite are you, are you down with your list of favorites? <laughs> <laughs> I'll step off my pedestal. Um, 
so that Chris can get back up on his because he, <laughs> he's just cheating off of everybody else. It's true. It's true. It's hard because I, I think that, like I said, I think the Halloween Expo was probably my favorite thing that we've done just because of the volume that we were able to do um, in the atmosphere and, and everyone was really excited to come talk to us. And it took a few hours to really get going. Um, I think those guys put on a, a fantastic event um, and I'm, I can't wait for them to do I'm it again. I'm so excited for this year. Um but, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I like when we, when we just talk, when we have conversations like this. Um, I like a lot of the, the kind of pre-show talk that, you know, talking about our urban farming and Jeremy's beekeeping and um, my shithead daughter sometimes and adventures in life. I think that's fun, too. And my wiener. Yeah, and Ebo, your Ebo. wiener dog. You chickens. should be careful when you say that. <laughs> hey, all roads lead to Peter. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tell you, that's such a great title. <laughs> you guys will hear it later if you stay tuned. Um, so I, I don't know. I think probably the Halloween Expo is my favorite. Um, but uh, it, it's it's hard to pick a single interview, I think, for me. Um, they're they're all pretty pretty fantastic. We haven't had too many uh We've had doozies. a lot. Like the relationships that we have built over the last year are are ongoing. I mean, there hasn't been one person that has faded, really faded away. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Agreed. Agreed. Except for the face off people because they're not local, but they're still, they're still in the realm of, they know that we want them back. So, well, and we do, I mean, we do, if you guys can't tell, we do have a, a concerted effort to talk to people in Utah about Utah that live here that work here, that run businesses here, that do amazing things here. And the face-off people were a bit unique because they were here for a Utah event. Right, and Tracy. And Tracy, yeah. Uh, And Tracy, who, you know, is twice in Utah uh, in less than a year from the UK. Oh, You know, launched her book here before she did in the UK. Um, And met with us. Yeah. Of all people. That's amazing. And she's fun. She's fun to talk to. <laughs> she is. I think she's adorable. So, um, what about? Uh, let's see. What else? Hmm. What's your guys' favorite show title? I've already said mine. I don't know. It's the German <laughs> word for dishwasher that I can't fucking say. But they're not all like your show titles and my show titles are. And, and there I are changed. some rejected show titles that I can kind of set. Like last week's, uh, <laughs> the rejected show title is probably one of my favorites. S- see, I my, think Dashes is my favorite. My, <laughs> my name's not Billy. My, my show, name's not Billy Blinks. <laughs> my, see, but my show titles, my show titles are reflective of the conversation. Like I pick out actual phrasing and, and they're the ones that actually go up on the podcast sites. They go on our blog. That's it's true. It's still searchable. I know. But I'm just saying, show us some of your favorite show titles. And you can use the ones that you put on the blog, too. Nope, they're not relevant, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bree, now it's where you say you're such an asshole. You are an asshole, Instead but I just that. Randomly. I know, I like the sidewalk of fire. I thought that sidewalk was Sidewalk of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fireworks. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would say, uh, so the most popular episode... Um, I'm going to look, but it was Boo Your Pants for a long time. Yeah, that was our <laughs> top-rated 
That was that was Ryan and I'm, Ryan and Jason I'm from, telling the, you, from the Halloween episode. I'm telling you that that title is probably a big part of that reason. <laughs> what what kind of there's no like fetish or anything that can go along with that. So I'm not quite sure the Yeah, I don't it's just a good title. It's just a good catchy title and we can really thank Ryan for that one cuz I think he's the one that actually said Ryan that. Ryan did say that. Didn't yes. our David the writer wasn't his episode didn't his do pretty well? Yeah. Yes. His episode episode did really really good. Where Chris supports breastfeeding—that's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're just like dead air because we're all looking to see. (laughs) Well, you guys can talk about more titles you like, just because I have to do multiple things here. Think out loud. Oh, man. I like the Socks and pornography because that was a hugely (laughs) running theme forever and just never did get porn. Yeah, I never did. What do you mean? I get my own. She still needs porno mags. The socks are over, but I'm sure if you send them, she'll donate the socks. Yes, I would. How about pumpkin headed butthole? Oh, yeah, that's good. (laughs) Dog poo Uh, and hard cider? Yeah. (laughs) So our our number one episode still is uh, Horror of Utah, which is the one where we talked to David West, the author. So. Clearly, people were interested in horror. Maybe we should just change the format to horror because Boo Your Pants is up there. Um, the paranormal investigation. Like Utah, like Utah the horror. Yeah. I like the memes that Jess does. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. pretty funny. They're great. They're great. Um, so anyway, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Today, we are joined by the amazing Melinda Maservi, who is the brand new owner of time and place, Hello. correct? Couple months of it is, being open. Yes, it's brand. It's about six months. Okay, that's perfect. And it is located on Ninth South and just right before Fourth East. What is the exact address? It's three sixty-two. We're right next door to Veneto. Basically, kitty corner from Pig and Jelly Jar. Exactly. You just look at it oh, and you're yeah. like, I just need some chicken and waffles. Today. I haven't been there, but I've been by. It's a cute little store. Oh, thank you. I need to actually you should go. Come. It's actually I know, cuter I inside I need to. right now, I think. So it's it's kind of cute on the outside, really cute on the inside? It's, yeah. It's, it's got <laughs> it's a sweet pretty cute all around. It's, it's getting cuter on the outside. I put perennials in. I've got like a, a cutting garden in the very, very front. But everything sort of, they say the first year things um, weep, and then the second year they creep, and the third they leap. And, and at this point, it's... Um, Sounds like marriage. It's something... I had the reverse experience <laughs> with marriage, <laughs> to be fair. But, um, yeah, then it like it fills in. It takes a while, and then it fills in. That's cool. So why did you open a store tied to gardening and plants in Utah? Why did I do that? I um, <laughs> And in the 9th and 9th area. Well, I saw, technically, 9th and 9th is, um, is further ninth it's further east east, so it's more um okay let me let me answer the first question and then i'll come back to the second uh but i opened a store related to gardening because uh gardening and a connection with plants was kind of the one thing that kept me from going completely bonkers when i was working um in my previous career and uh you know after about 20 years in my previous career which was mostly business um like at a corporate, like big, big business type stuff. Uh, I just really wanted to do something that made me happy. And I thought this would be it. So, and so far it is actually a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. And we're talking so. corporate world. Like you lived in London. You've been around the world. I did. I lived in London for three years. Um, and I traveled a lot with the last company. Um, was in Australia at least a dozen times. Um, India seven times. Um, you know, and they were like for three week stints. So it was, wow. it was a lot of travel and then a lot of trips to London. Um, and then but my teams were international. So I worked for people who were usually not where I am now, um, or where I was at any given point. So there's like the sun never set on the empire that I <laughs> was working for. And there, and I ended up going into projects that were, um, it just cut me off if you're ready to move on to the next. No, this no. is all part of your story. Okay, okay. The only thing I would say is, let's back up. Oh, okay. Where were you born? Where are you from? Let's start at the beginning. Oh, okay, sure. Um, so I was born in Bountiful, Utah. Aww. Oh, so you're from here. I am from here. I'm from here. I um, Tiny little town. Uh, it, was a, it was a lot. It was a long time ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> When Bountiful Time. used to be a tiny town. Just grew up in Bountiful. It's not, it's not tiny. Time flies. Just grew up in Bountiful. I did. You guys are Bountifulites. We are. We are. Yes. You just I went to Bountiful. I totally made it up. I'm sorry. I went to Beaumont. That's okay. That's okay. My cousins went to Beaumont. <laughs> my ex-husband honestly, went to Bountiful High, so it's a good school. I like my ex-husband. That's not a bad thing. That, so that's <laughs> awesome. I, I love your headphones. They're so much cooler than the rest of ours. The rest of ours. <laughs> the guest headphones <laughs> those, are just like For those who Jane. can't see that... I don't know. They, it's it's like, a princess. It's a princess. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Well, she, she made okay. them. Okay. They're, They're very... I, it's like a tiara headphone. She bedazzled. That is like, that. That's, that's what that was the goal. More tiara, less... But not princessy. I think it's princessy. Anyway. Yeah, so I grew up in Bountiful. Bountiful. <laughs> um, went to Bountiful High. I went to the University of Utah. Um, graduated with a degree in history. But that took me a little bit of time. I... Um, I don't know if I'm allowed. Am I allowed to talk religion here? You can talk about whatever you want. want. So I grew up, uh, grew up Mormon. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit of a rebel in high school, and I went back to the faith and did the whole serious Mormon thing, like for a good solid ten years. Um, I know (laughs) 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 the expressions. They're like, what? Um, Yeah, I did that. I did a mission um, to Italy. And I got married in the temple, and I was super as active as I could possibly be, um, which was very active. And then you got smart. Well, you know, I really <laughs> struggled. I really struggled because I um, wanted to believe, and I tried really hard, and I read that book so many times, and I did the praying and the fasting, and, the, um, and you know, it just did not come through as much as I tried. And um, my, my ex-husband, my now ex-husband, was also a member, but he had some of his own issues. And like, God, I, I don't even know how we lasted as long as we did, but we were together eight years. And then, um, I just couldn't, just couldn't do the whole Mormon thing anymore. And I had already, like, the last two years that I was, um, you're crinkling your nose. No, Should I love I, like, it. No, I'm stop. smiling. No, I'm <laughs> no, she, smiling. Her nose is sunburned. Don't, don't yeah, pay attention. Yeah, don't, this don't is, look at the nose. Don't yeah, this is nose. sunburned. Yeah. No, my, la- my last couple of years, I'd actually lost my temple recommend because when I would go in and talk to um, the bishop and the stake president, they would ask all those questions. And I'd say, yes, 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 yes. Um, but when they asked, do you believe Joseph Smith restored the priesthood? I was like, 
now there's, I really <laughs> am struggling with this. Like I'm really, really trying. And, um, yeah. So finally it was like, yeah, sorry, we, we can't let you go in. They did. <laughs> they did they're, like, they're like, no, no, super. Not today. Um, there was one time they gave me like a, a special pass. So my, my temporary. Husband, yeah. It was like, how many Mormons, ex Mormons do we have? X. Okay. Okay. A couple X. Um, so there was a period where like they thought if I went with my husband to the temple and he baptized me for the dead, that I would have a suddenly beautiful... that would be the answer. And um and I'm I'm not talking into Okay, so and unfortunately that just feels so weird because I had to wear a special like colored thing. It was kind of like, your members it's only like your red A. It was my red A. <laughs> Scarlet letter. I'm not kidding because I could only go on certain parts of the temple, but there were all these other people, um, like who who didn't have the scarlet A. And one woman walked <laughs> up and she's like, "What's that?" And she like points to it, and I'm like. This is my special recommend. It says I'm only worthy to be in parts of the temple, but not <laughs> everywhere in the temple because I don't have a strong enough testimony. And she looked at me and her face like, was I like... A, I need a personal escort when I go in the temple. I know. I can't be They're afraid I'm going to start tipping tables over and pushing people. I, I might tell you to question your faith. I know. Wait, there you go. And she, she looked at me like people would get their eyes really big like what and i'm like if you're gonna ask a question then just be prepared for the answer yeah like so <laughs> it's obviously not because i'm running around in special places so it's probably because i was bad i'm a, I'm a, I'm a freak in some way and this is and this is the way so um yeah eventually i was just like yeah i can't do it anymore i'm not going to do it anymore and um i called my bishop and my state president and my family members and my closest friends and said i'm not doing it anymore and then I left my husband, and then I left the church. Well, I left the church first, but anyway, so that's then probably, I was done. That's probably a big strain on a relationship, too, like going oh. through that. Do you know, I like I said, I don't even know how we lasted as long as we did, because we had like so many of the classic sort of challenges that you don't want to have in a relationship. But we were really young still. Like I got married when I was 23, and I know that's old. <laughs> for a Mormon, yeah, that's old for a Mormon. I was say, that's that's but, young for yeah. an intelligent person, but it's young for yeah for many other people. So that was twelve years ago. So I left and um, uh, anyway, yeah. So and I had my degree by then, and I started working. I had been working as a do, wait. I'm gonna pause. Did you have another question? No, you're doing great. Okay, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So then I started working um, after out of college as a technical writer, and then I got into editing, and then I got into instructional and information design, and then that turned into business analysis, and the business analysis turned into business and process improvement with a focus on data analytics, and um, then I ended up working for BNL. They sound um, boring. Does that sound boring? Do you know, <laughs> Not honestly, that you're boring, but the job titles, like that progression of job titles. I mean, that's data that's, analytics. Well, that's the epitome boring. of like the corporate world, right? Because yeah. that's where your job title begins moving as you go up and it just becomes this convoluted. Yeah, and they give you weird yeah, so yeah. titles. B&L, just to explain, in all of the uh, Pixar movies, mm -hmm. B&L is the conglomerate that owns everything. 
So BNL by and large is what it stands for. <laughs> is the company that like owns on Wally. The other ones owns the ship. And the other ones got yeah. it. BNL, but it's like it's, a, it's a running joke the, in all of the yeah, movies. Yeah, pretty much. So all large corporations are BNL. It, and yeah, it, it was a big. I ended up working for a really big corporation and working with a lot of. It, it was really fun at first because of the the travel. I really enjoyed it, but then you, you hit and a this point is where all, you're just burned out. This is all after you were divorced. Uh, I started working after my divorce. Now I was working before I was divorced. I was working before. Um, I always worked. I never stayed. I was never. I I had you were no never children. A yeah. I was never. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> well, let me take that back. I was like I did the laundry and the cleaning and all that stuff, and I and was working full time. So, but the but that's not stuff. a. Point of contention at all? The heavy, no. the heavy. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why in our house I'm the one that cooks and does the laundry. There you go. You only do half the laundry. That's well, true. he only wears half the clothes. To be fair, well, I he only, only wears wear a quarter of the clothes. He washes the clothes, but I, I wash all the clothes. fold all the clothes. <laughs> yeah, but you only fold the clothes because if I fold the clothes, I do it wrong. Yes, you do. My ex, my ex did do quite a bit of cooking, which you know, because I don't cook, so that. To his credit, he cooked a lot. So the the international travel probably really started after you were divorced. Then at that point, yes, I did. I did travel. I went to London the first time when I was married, but it was yeah, not long after that that I ended up yeah. But most of the international travel, I what was a, I was single. What a great way to travel outside of a marriage and no kids holding you down. <laughs> I mean, that's really a, it's a, pretty awesome. know, it's a good time to do it. It is. It is. The, the, the one thing I will say, conference rooms look pretty much the yes, same they do. anywhere <laughs> in the world. Yes, they do. So Some serve nicer water. And I, but that's about it. There you go. I get the travel thing. I travel all over the country for work for years. I did 85, 90% travel. So yeah. There's you're there for work, but I mean, if you're there for three weeks, you get some time to do some stuff. Probably that's that's true. And I made I made great friends, and um, yeah, I mean, I and I'm especially, yeah, I'm I made the most of it. I really did. So especially you've been in to London. all these countries. Did you start getting your inspiration from yeah, so college while you're in India and Australia? Where and does London? the gardening come from? Ah, right. So before I started traveling, um. I had, I had a little house that um, I kind of put in the the yard and the garden, and that was what kind of made me happy. And then when I moved to London, not having a house and not having a garden um, for the first six months really freaked me out. So I ended up finding another place that did have a garden, which is really fortunate in London. And um, I mean, I, I was lucky. It was a good way to travel. It was a good way to travel. And um and to live, um, but yeah. So I had to have a I had to have a garden, and I would go like on the weekends when I had a little downtime. I would I would go out to Columbia Road Market, which is this like fantastic market that's really not easy to get to, but it takes like an hour to get there. But it's just like you're walking up and down the street, and people are like, you you, you hear the real Cockney accent, which you know <laughs> I think Eliza Doolittle because they're like, ah, oh, it's only a shower and you know i can't even do the accents anymore but um it was it was so fun and then i would go into these like little i'd find these little um shops where it just they just had set up a they just set up 
a little a little place and um you can see it was kind of a family affair and it's a cute little girl i remember this um girl would like do the dishes and um she was really happy because i'd give her a tip and there was a dog inside and the dog would wander you know around and um it had like a sign that said please don't feed me but it, like <laughs> <laughs> like on its tag and but they had like the coolest i don't know it's just a really great um vibe and it it just was kind of a nice happy safe place that wasn't about anything but just kind of doing what made you happy and i i just wanted to do that so yeah that's that's where gardening came back um gardening and then where where i was what i was working mostly was um the business improvement side of it was working with suppliers a lot of the time and understanding um uh, and working on the way that we procured goods and ensuring that it was responsible and that we were paying attention to sustainability issues and the like. And, um, you know, seeing the way that people live in India versus the way that we live or people in London live or whatever, um, definitely, yeah, it did kind of inspire me. So. so you get back, you're done with the corporate world, and you decide to open up your own store. Well, it's kind of, I, I get back and I'm still doing a lot of corporate stuff. And, um, yeah, so I don't have kids. I'm not, I'm not married. Um, and I just, I think, I, so I had a little bit of freedom. I have a dog, and you know he's pretty demanding. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but um, he's a border collie, and they As are. I say, what kind of dog? <laughs> <laughs> he's a short-haired border collie, and he's really yeah. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> It's a lot. And, and he was like, he, I had a house sitter and a dog sitter when I was in London. So anyway, I got back and I was working and that's all I was doing. And I was, a, you know, I'd, I'd go to sleep at midnight and I'd wake up at 5 a.m. And things had changed overnight because, you know, London is active at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was really tired and I wasn't getting enough uh, rest. And I was, I decided that life is short and, you know, you get certain things out of it. And what you get are your experiences and um, how you feel and that happiness is actually probably really important. <laughs> so um, I wanted to be happy and I decided, you know, this is my, this is it. This is what I get. This is my time. This, I, I don't actually know what happens when you die. I don't believe in the same sort of thing that I was necessarily raised with. So I just figure this is what I get. I want to be happy. And then I thought, I, you know, I've experienced and seen a lot of stuff. I can share some of that. I can be happy. I can create a safe, safe place which sounds kind of silly when you say it out loud but um, it's not when you walk in there it definitely feels that way oh good Thank we you. need more of safe course. places well and i wanted to like build on um on things that you find like i, I love to do upcycling i love to do um because you can't like reproduce it you can't you can't fake real right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know something's like um so last night i was this is still me. I still do obsessive late nights. Um, I've still sometimes at the shop until midnight or 3 a.m. or whatever. But like last night I was there making a, a, a display cabinet out of windows. And I love it. Is that the one that you posted because it's beautiful? I did post it. And it's I'm super excited about <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. So thank you. Um, so I still work really hard. And I probably don't get as much rest as I should. And it does keep me from. But, I, but it's fun. It's my life. And I get to, you know. So what hopefully. is. This is going to sound kind of dumb, but what is time and place? Because Jess talks about your shop a lot, and it's usually because you're hosting some kind of event. Um, but what is the shop? Is it just a shop where I can go buy a plant? Or 
Um, that's, that's an excellent question. And I'm still working on like <laughs> verbalizing it effectively, to be honest. But, um, the intent is to, to have it be, um, it's definitely plant based. Uh, most of it is houseplants right now, to be honest, and air plants. But I like to find things that you're not necessarily going to find everywhere. Like Japanese moss balls. Like those, like the, they're my favorite. Marimo moss balls are fun. You take them out and like squeeze the water out of them and they're like felt. They're, people love them. They're amazing. <laughs> people will come in and buy like eight at a time. And it's, it's a like, it's a living thing that you can't kill very easily. So they get excited about it. <laughs> and that makes me happy. Um, so, but we also do, um, we also do workshops like terrarium building and, you know, Peter came out and he did some planting workshops. Um, Peter Donegan of the Sod Show, totally name dropping right now. That's okay. Hi, Peter. Hi. He does listen. Um, does I know. Listen. I know. I mean, every once in a while, like, he, he and I will exchange like a little message. It's like, how, how are things good? How are things good? Um, and then, I don't know if you guys listen to the Sod Show, right? Do well, you remember, you met Peter. Yes. Peter is, um, Peter, Peter can talk like, like he's really good at listening on the podcast, but when you're actually communicating with him, he's like, he can talk like, <laughs> I was like really impressed. You can, <laughs> you can get on the phone with him and it just, but it's fun. It's always entertaining. He's always, he's, he's, he's a kick. So, Okay. Peter, that was it. I'm plugging you. There you go. <laughs> I know okay. he just been... told us that our new show should be the Ask Peter. The ask, that yeah, that should be the name of our show. Yeah. <laughs> ask yeah. Peter. Ask Peter Donegan. Yeah, because we're all yeah. talking about farming now. So all, we're like, all oh, roads, we all roads Peter. lead to Peter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this I've learned. Or the ocean. I don't know. He's, he's he's been to Chelsea recently, and I'm super jealous. Um, I got to go to Chelsea when I was in London a couple times, and that was that was great fun. So um, that thank may you. Maybe our show episode. Right All roads lead, All to, roads Peter. lead to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you like so many good meanings. I mean, I I want a little, I want credit for that one though. So um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's 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 a lot of fun. Um, but and that was really good too because I got to meet the the folks from Wasatch Community Gardens, whom I just adore and love. And um, they sent me a thank you note recently. Like they all all the people I know wrote in it and I just like almost cried when I read it. I was like, Oh, so, um, they're brilliant. If you haven't had them on, have, have them on too. They're, they're awesome. Um, I think I lost track of what the last question was. What is time and place? Oh, time and place. So we do, uh, we do events. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I do tend to ramble. Um, now you know why it had to be edited. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, but you're getting back to the point, and that's like two guests in a row that are like circling back to the question. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we do we do events. We'll do. Um, I've got a potting bench on site, so people can come. And if you've got a container of your own, that's great. Um, you can get a plant there and um, pot it up, or I'll pot it for you if you'd like. Um, we do I also have home decor type stuff and it's usually it's local as much as I can do local but I also like to bring things in from places I've seen and things I've seen and um, so I've got I've got pots from Kew Gardens I just adore their pots they're absolutely gorgeous the colors and, and everything and I'm very honored to have to be representing uh, them here in Utah I have um, I have some jewelry 
which is not really plant themed, but everybody likes jewelry and I do too. So I got to so make is, that. Is it just you or do you have a few assistants or? It's, it's pretty much me. I, w- I was going to go into it with a business partner. Um, and it turned out that when that, that he was getting out of a different business at the time and it didn't, it didn't work out super well, but he's still, oh, it's the Nick. You know, Nick. Oh yes. He's a photographer. Nick Sokoloff. Um, so now I'm plugging you, Nick. Awesome. He's a great <laughs> photographer and a very good friend. Um, in fact, he, he, sw- he swings by the shop every once in a while because he, he knows I still have leftover whiskey in the back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now we're all going to your shop. So, um, yeah. So what are, what are some of the events that you've hosted and are going to host at, at Time and Place? Um, well, we did do the Sod Show. So that was, that was kind of a big week. Um, we have done container planting we've done um, terrarium several times we've done you know making of making reeds um with with uh beehive floral co hi genevieve um beehive floral co is one of my favorites they're just fantastic they um they did that did a pop-up Day. shop a mother's okay. day pop-up shop with and dose slc was there brewster truck was there um hi jackie and brewster um, so we've done those and some things we've got coming up. Oh my God. And Zenaida, Zenaida Sengo is like this bonkers, brilliant, um, horticulturist artist, uh, lady who has been in San Francisco for the last six, six years or so. Um, <laughs> sorry, I say I hear what I want to hear. I say what I want. Um, <laughs> but, so Zenaida has recently moved to Moab, Utah, and she um, she comes up every month or so now and does um, workshops, and she helps a little bit with the merchandising. She's she's been fantastic. Um, and so we've got that coming up, and then of course Pride Week is um, coming up as well, and. Uh, we'll just get the flags out and um, make sure that people know that they're that they're welcome. I have one rule at my shop. Um, it's be nice or leave. Um, it's a good rule. It is a good rule. But I can go smoke in there if I want. You can't smoke inside? So there's two rules. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gotcha. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I just want to be there when you tell somebody to leave. Do you know, um, I'm always around the corner. My cousin lives around the corner, so you can just text me. I just, okay. I'm picking someone out. There's someone I work just re- down the street. I work on 5th, yeah, South, and too. 4th East. Well, so I've got this friend. He shows up every once in a while, like out of the blue. I don't see him very much, but he just he shows. Actually, his name is weirdly enough Peter. It's not. It's not you, Peter. It's a different Peter. Um, <laughs> all roads lead to Peter. And, and he's also a horticulturist by oh. training, but, and he's from across the pond from the UK, but he lives here now. Anyway, he shows up every once and he's such a, um, straight talker. He can kind of be unkind sometimes. And so I haven't had to tell him to, to leave, but I have warned him that if he, if, you know, that I might he's on at the some list. point. He's like, he's on the short list. Gotcha. <laughs> the good news is like, he's rude. He can be straight. So I can be straight with him too. So that's why we, I think that's why we get along. <laughs> so I want to know how you went about choosing 
the type of plants that you have, especially with Utah's very unique climate, as in like we had snow last week and now it's going to be 80 degrees this week. Do you know any gardener here has got to be just going bonkers? Yeah. Um, All the outside stuff is so difficult. And I I do, I, I actually don't have that many plants that are outdoor plants right now, partly because of the weather, partly because I don't have a greenhouse um, and I don't have a place to house it. So I've got a, I've got a lot of indoor stuff right now. Um, I'd like to sort of expand into the outdoor, but I've got to get a greenhouse and that's going to be down the road a bit. Um, so, so I, I think I started, um, I chose mostly succulents and air plants at the beginning of my, um, what's an air plant? Air plants are so. Air plants are cool. Yeah, I wish I'd brought. I don't. I. I don't. I kill things. I cannot no, believe I didn't bring you. This is the most amazing plant. Well, I just. I I, I'm, a, I'm a plant killer. So you notice in my front yard, I have bishop's weed because you can't kill it, and I have lilies because you pretty much can't kill them. And my backyard has roses because, well, so far they haven't died either. <laughs> so I just plant things that choke out weeds and that I don't have to tend to because That's I kill smart. things. That's smart. That's called smart gardening. <laughs> That's and we have bamboo rice. because bamboo will just grow if if you give it water. There's That's nothing. It's not true. I killed bamboo. <laughs> Even Cassie didn't. <clears throat> that big tall one. She named that. There's a big tall stick of bamboo called wa'a'a that they have. It was just laying on her <laughs> counter, and I'm like, "What is this? You can't throw it away, Mom." They stole it from some Chinese. They stole it. I kind of love the name though. Wa'a'a. <laughs> like wa'a'a is this? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think it was. I, was really dumb. I mean, no, I, I don't know what, where the name com, came from, but came. but she made us bring it home from college and it's sitting there. And so I stuck it in a vase and now it's like standing up straight and it has roots and stuff. So I was like, look at me. I, I brought something to life. has blackout curtains. It will die in her room. Yeah, it will die. So, so, have yeah. so Chris brought up some pictures of air plants on oh, his computer. Oh, I, I, you know what? If you come into the shop, I will give you one. Um, they are so soil cool. free. They, they can grow upside down. They can grow. And you, you can put them anywhere. They're very structural anyway. Um, <gasps> oh, there's so many pretty ones. Yeah. And they've got I feel fuzzy. like you could build a whole wall out of them. Oh, you can. It for sure. For sure. Zenaida's done that. She, so Zenaida's written a book called. Oh, she's she written here. She, 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 she was here for the Sod Show. She was here for the Sod Show. She was interviewed. And you know what? <gasps> I should have brought her book. So that one is blushing or it's been painted um and i struggle with that i hate it when they like spray them i think that's cheating but i've got a co- <laughs> it is cheating. look at that yeah they're so it's blooming that one's blooming so they're they are gorgeous and i actually have a bunch in so they right literally now. grow in the air well they they yes I've, i just i had this image of it just like floating well, in the air for a second but, there but like, so not not but but they don't they're they soil don't really free need soil, yeah, they okay. don't need soil they they absorb the nutrients through their uh leaves through trichomes which are um like fuzzy little things and some of them are really fuzzy like you can i sometimes will pet some of my plants um <laughs> my but, fingers are so acidic i'm always afraid to touch plants really yeah like like I wear the like finishes off of like metal things. Oh, interesting. My mom does. Too. Is that your special power? It's like I a. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I look corrode you. But my mom, superpower. But my mom just wears gloves so she doesn't kill her plants. Ah, uh-huh. well, but we yeah, have I gloves too, but they're 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 pretty hardy. That's cool. They're they're really fun. I've got a whole like table of them, and Zenaida has done um, workshops on them <gasps> as well. But I've I've learned quite a bit about them because you know it was winter when I started. And um, so I was doing succulents and air plants. And even succulents and air plants kind of go dormant in the winter. Um, so they don't, like, flourish in the same way. And now all these air plants are starting to bloom. The blooms are, like, 
spectacular. Yeah. Come in. They look really pretty. I feel bad. I should have brought, like, I was going to do that, and then I'm like, no, people are sick of air plants. I'll bring a money tree. Not a money tree, a, a rubber tree plant. Cause it, I like it. Because it's awesome. It. It's cool looking. It's, it's not. <laughs> Those are like my favorite colors, too. Green and that, that reddish orange color. Those are some of my favorite colors. It's so cool. It looks fake. It doesn't feel fake when you touch oh, it. Oh, it's not fake. No, it feels no, fake. No, it's. It's it's real. I know it's real. That's what she said. I, I just imagine. <laughs> I, it's a rubber tree. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> rubber tree. Pie. I always think of those. Dubes. That has nothing to do with him. I I always think of um that that song, uh, ants like a little rubber tree ant or like the, the little ant has high yeah <laughs> hopes and and you know everyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant you guys have that song in your head yet? i know what you're talking about okay I, i'm I glad somebody find it and post it chris won't do it because it says ant in it i didn't grow up here i have no idea what the hell i, that song I don't is. know what that song is either is it a mormon is it song, a mormon song? It, it song it might be like it might be like popcorn popping on the apricot tree is totally a mormon song yeah i think it's a sesame street thing I love I'm going to look it up and I might put it in on the show. <laughs> My parents, like, they didn't realize, but by sitting me in front of the TV to watch Sesame Street, they basically they turned liberalized me into you? a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm like, like. Did you hear that, are, folks? Sesame Street makes liberal babies. My kids didn't watch. My kids don't watch I Sesame think, Street. Peter, and I think Cassidy is probably the most liberal. That should be the title: Sesame Street makes liberal babies. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I think Cassidy's probably the most liberal person I know, though. I don't think she watched that much Sesame Street. Cass- Cassidy, my daughter. Oh, my nineteen-year-old. What? She is. You very, have a nineteen-year-old. I do. Those of you who can't. Oh my goodness. The one that. Those of you who can't see this lady, Bree. <laughs> Bree, not Bryn. Bree, Bree. Good. Um, that would have been dumb of me. Um, you look like you're. You don't look like you could have a 19 year old. I do. I do believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying everybody's getting younger and younger all the time. So well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Air plants and succulents. So that's what I started with, and um, now it's you know now it's the plants that um. Help clean the air. So there's the oh, snake cool. plants and money trees. Good, or not? I keep saying money tree. I mean tree. the rubber tree. I think I you're saying air money tree because you're desk. probably making right. a good margin on those, <laughs> them, and they feel like money trees. I want. I want. I'm a not plant. making really much. Of, I'm, I'm here to tell you that this is not the most. I want a plant that cleans so the air at my work because all we all do all day long is sneeze. Do you know what you need? <laughs> I'm not kidding. The snake plants, they cl- and you can't kill them. Do they need light? I, all plants need a little light, but honestly, I, like I ignore them. They, they're supposed so, to have some light. I don't but live in a place with light. My okay. office is, is devoid of. No, windows. there's enough light there that the but plants would be fine. Artificial it's, light. It's, it's fluorescent light. That's not. That's not sunlight. No, there's, there's light that come in from the. No, there's offices. not. There's no window by my desk. Maybe that's why everybody's quitting. So, <laughs> do you have a lot of people? I just want to know because you're still fairly new, and you know people. Very new. People know that they need plants in their homes to clean the air, like you're just saying, and for decoration. Do people come in, and what kind of advice are they asking for, and what are you giving as far as what needs to be in the home for that, especially here in Utah? It 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 does depend on. Um, it depends on the home, obviously. It depends on how much light. Um, it depends on where they want to put the plant, 
how many plants they already have. If they, if they, if they're new to plants, then I just, you know, I recommend something like a snake plant. You're or like, just turn IV. around this and walk out like of my puppy. store. No, no, not at all. No, no, actually, the whole There's point. No hope for you. No. <laughs> that's what she would say to me. Like, that's the whole point is of the store is to make gardening for me or to make like working with plants as accessible as possible to anyone. So because I'm not, um, you know, I've been working in business for the last 20 years and gardening and plants has been kind of a hobby. Um, but it's not, you know, I wasn't necessarily trained in it. So I'm learning as I go. Um, and that's what I share with people, the things that I've learned. So I learn about the plants, um, where they, where they need to be. If they're get if they're getting a lot of afternoon sun or most plants like morning sun, um, I try to recommend plants that are going to survive in our climate, which is really dry. Um, even so though I do have the, yeah, but it's true, but I have to be honest. I'm not that good with succulents. I mean, I've got good, I've got succulents, but I think they're easy to kill. Oh, I love, I'm obsessed Probably. with succulents. Are you? Yeah. I saw this beautiful plant in California that I almost took a piece off of, but uh, the guy was always out <laughs> when I was on my walk. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> so anyways, th- they were like this beautiful black succulent tree almost. Uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with succulents. They, they, they are very, very pretty. They're very pretty. I, and, you know, they were dormant over the winter, so maybe that's part of the, but I, but I, and I love, I love the string of pearls. Um, I think they're very pretty. And when they, uh, do you guys know what those are? They, they look like beads. They're like green, they look like, like crisp. peas, and they just like drip down. They can drip really long. They're from, um, I want to say Namibia, um, but they they blossom every once in a while, and the blooms smell like um, cinnamon. Yeah, so, favorite. Cinnamon and nutmeg. I love cinnamon. So, it's very Christmassy in much its way. Do so you define plants that will thrive? I mean, if that plant is from Namibia, obviously it can thrive here because this is a dry climate as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think the oh, kids would try cool. to eat them. I don't think <laughs> they're grapes. I think, I think a lot. I think my trouble with succulents, and I, I shouldn't say that I have trouble with succulents, but the reality is I think, um, you know, most people end up loving them to death. Um <laughs> You know what I mean? They like over water. water. Over water. Yeah. I never that water mine. Never, that would never be my problem. Well, there you go. Like yeah. aloe. The only reason our bamboo gets water is because it sits right next to the sink. And so it's like clean. It just like sticks. Like, just like the only reason my children ever get water. fed is because they complain. I'm like, well, I'm cleaning the. Ca- oh, there's this plant here. I got to move to wipe underneath it. I guess I should put water And in it's it. my grandmother's bamboo. And she passed away. I gave it to her. She passed away. So I feel an obligation to keep it alive. <laughs> I would feel Maybe so bad if I killed it. I don't know. So don't well, that'd be pretty dang, again. pretty big, dang stubborn plant then. No matter it's not it. <laughs> so, what is your, what's your vision for your role in Utah's own community? Because you are going to be part of it. You are you going are to be an important. Yeah, you're going to be a very important part of it, especially with plants here in Utah. Well, um, I, I think I again like to be able to make gardening or care for plants um, the experience as accessible as possible. And a lot of people, I, I'm located, and you you were asking earlier about the location. Um, it's further west. Ninth and Ninth is quite saturated right now. It's pretty You're hard. You're by to, the ninth, ninth south and like fourth east. Yes, that's like by the Asian market, right? Yes. It's across. Just across the street, yeah. actually. It's, yeah. And there, and there are actually a lot of um, 
changes happening in that area yeah, right now. Really it's a huge amount of yeah growth. So I am curious, how did you find your location? Oh my gosh, it just I was happened like, or mm, how? how? <laughs> no, no, no. I knew I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do. Um, well, l- l- sorry. Let me let me answer that question about the vision, and then I'm going to come back and answer your question okay. about about the location or how I found it. Um, but I I want to um, like I said I've got a I've got a potting bench on site I'm doing we're doing workshops and bringing in people who can um, you know give people that experience of of touching like Jody does um, Jody Martisich Smith hi Jody does um, terrariums and she's done it for like eight years and you know walking people through the experience of touching and playing with plants and then and nurturing them and taking care of them and I do think that gives us the opportunity to be closer to 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 the earth quite literally um and it gives you it's like a meditative thing it gives you a break from reality as well but but that said unless you're me that's anyway um (laughs) the location and kind of to your point of the of the location um having an impact is one where there are there are a lot of cute little homes around um but there's also a lot of people who live in um, apartments it's kind of central city-ish um it's not and, and and there are a lot of new people who've moved in from California, um, from like San Francisco, who just couldn't afford San Francisco anymore. And they're like, it's awesome here. Um, but so people who might be in an apartment or, um, but just want to have a garden experience, that's, that's kind of part of the point. But I'm not going to pretend that that's the, like I'm a hundred percent the, the, the best of, of the best in all this. You know, it's, it's more of a place to, for people to come to experience it. And then, um, as we grow, you know, they can grow too. So there's container type things. I've learned a bit, uh, quite a bit about the air plants and providing air plants. I like to provide things that are unique to Utah or unique and fun, um, but accessible and that will thrive and, um, and even if you just walk in and you want to like get your hands dirty, you can do that at the potting bench. Like little kids will come sometimes and they'll like pot a succulent or, you know what I mean? And choose, choose those things. So, um, not everybody likes to go to Home Depot and get their, you know, big container of soil and, um, you know, the big pots and plants and such. And then, and then the plants. Oh, this is a tricky thing too. A lot of the plants come from California and, um, they're like super happy in California. And then they go <laughs> through the stress of transferring. Um, so they drive here and then they end up looking pretty good in the greenhouse or in the, you know, the nursery for a while. And then you buy them and you get them home and they're like so stressed out already. And they don't get all that extra like TLC that yeah. they've been getting. And then they just they like die on people and then people get discouraged. So, um, so so no so, one likes a stressed out plant. So nobody likes a stressed out plant. So that that's um yeah that's that's it. And that and also introducing some just just a, a new place where people can um go and get things that they may not be able to get at Target or maybe they can find some of these things at Target, but mostly you know hopefully I'm introducing stuff that you'd be surprised like. You just go into any grocery store anymore, and there's like little terrarium. Yeah, the grocery stores do, but I don't know about Target. Target's a grocery store, dork. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're it married. Is. They get to say they you yeah, talk to each other. I don't know if I believe that it's a grocery I store. I don't. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see like I. I love working with the community gardens, and I'd like to provide more opportunities, you know, to interact with them. Um, maybe even some courses now i'm speaking a little bit out of turn so but i i don't i don't, I don't if you don't put it out there then yeah it doesn't so. happen so that's true that's true 
but believe me, like once I decide I want to do something, I'm pretty much going to do it. So what kinds of events do you have coming up? Um, so uh, Zenaida's coming up. She'll do, uh, she'll do a succulent workshop. So since you love succulents, you should come to that. Uh, she'll do uh, that. And then, um, I've just, I've just been interacting with some, like I'm, I'm constantly looking for different, um, possible collaborations, but this isn't so much plant related, but it's very sort of earth and energy related. And it's, um, a, a woman who does, uh, intuition, intuition and reads cards and such. Oh, she's cool. going to, we'll like we'll do a, together. I, I agree. I agree. So she's going to come, um, and do some, there's, uh, some container planting, um, workshops, but, uh, I, I, I pretty much put it on Facebook. I'm kind of, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. There's just so much to be done when you're starting a business and it's a brick and mortar, just keeping the plants alive that, uh, like my website is not really up yet. And in some ways I've kind of dragged my feet a little bit because I've wanted my brand to develop, um, organ organically <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it should, um, somewhat organically and see what works and what doesn't, and then sort of move into it. And I, and I didn't want to like brand myself so heavily that I would end up not being able to make a change if I needed to mm -hmm. or slow down or speed up. So, um, but I am sort of hitting that point where, so I, I, I'm pretty active on Instagram, pretty active on, um, relatively active on Facebook. Eventbrite posts all of the events that we do. Um, and, uh, I was active on Twitter, but I've just been a little bit Twitter quiet lately. Just it seems like a shop like that. Instagram and, and, uh, Facebook maybe are the best. Yeah, definitely yeah. Instagram. I might do like a Squarespace type thing. Oh, ask. Oh, oh yeah. How did you find your space? We were talking about your space. Like, how did you? How did um, it find you, or how did you find it? So originally, I wanted you guys know Fresco closed, and um, there's a I think they call it Trestle Tavern ended up in there. I wanted Fresco. I wanted that space. And, um, cause I thought it would be perfect cause I'd have like a little cafe and people could come and have a drink and, you know, and then we'd have some garden type stuff on the outside and that didn't work out. Um, they sold within like a week and it was great, but it did allow me to develop some, um, interaction with the King's English and they're fantastic. Um, but then I just got like obsessed, like, where am I going to put this place? And, um, I was on, I uh, looking on the web, obviously, I was driving around. One one day, we just like, drove around. I was still working with Nick at the time. We were thinking we were going to go in on it together. Um, and everywhere I looked didn't really look quite right. Um, and then we thought, oh, well, we knew we knew that Veneto, before it was Veneto, it was Forage. We knew Forage had closed. So I thought, well, we'll go down and take a look at, at that building. And it was, it's right next door to it. And, um, and it just had this big for lease sign. And we're like, oh, and we, we, we went up and we looked through the windows and then tried the lock on the door, which actually was open. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's. I think you'd be surprised how often that's the case. Convenient. And we like walked in and we're like, this place is because it's a great space. The, the building itself is used to be a, a bungalow and it's now, um, obviously not. It's now a, a garden shop. Um, but they, they raised the roof and, um, they just made it really open and airy and, um, 
I figured, well, I could put a sink, little sink mud room type in. And at the time, I was still thinking of a restaurant. And I'd still love to do like a kiosk or some sort of um, some sort of restaurant type, um, maybe even just like a coffee shop. But, but then you have to put a sign that says this premises is licensed as a restaurant <laughs> and <laughs> not a bar. <laughs> Dose SLC had that. They, they're like, this is a, this <laughs> is a truck. <laughs> this is a truck, not a car, <laughs> not a bar. So <laughs> it was awesome. really cute. Yeah. It's like a yeah. Dr. Seuss book. So it was just like a lot of looking. And then I was like, I, this place and is great. It, and it's, you knew it. yeah, well, I was actually pretty scared. I was pretty scared. Um, and I'm still, I'm, I'd still really like to rent out the basement. If anyone's looking for space, I've got some good storage space and, or I had a lawyer come by who was thinking about it. Um, renting the space so, or putting his law firm in the basement? In the basement, rent, I like subleasing, cause I can sublease the space, but they're looking to like break, um, the, the back walls between the parking lots of art. So we're two doors down from art house and then there's a, there's an empty house between us or empty commercial building that is, um, looking. Formerly a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're gonna take, they're taking the, um, they're going to take the walls between the parking lots down and put in kind of a nice little, um, I don't know if it's going to be cobblestone, but that feel of a common kind of gardeny space or a, like a little, yeah, little space there. Um, I, I think, I mean, it's really going to be, it's really going to be taking off as an area overall. Um, they've, they've taken the strip mall that was to the west mm-hmm. um, and and they closed the bil- the businesses. They're remodeling and then they'll open. I don't know if you guys are Thai fans, Thai mm-hmm. food. But I've heard that restaurant Thai, is awesome. So good. Such a good, and so it, they'll go back in. Um, and then even, yeah, so, so there's, they just kind of that whole area is focused on, um, building its own sort of brand that's going to be a little bit different from the ninth and ninth or ninth central. In fact, the buy local lady is going to, uh, be by tomorrow to talk with me about that because she wants to talk to the different business owners about it cool. so that's awesome cool. that is awesome that's growing okay we have one more question that we ask everyone that we have on the show so you are a utah native you were born here you've mm-hmm. been around the world you've obviously chosen to make this place your home again um, what's one thing that you would tell someone visiting utah that they had to do before they left the state um <laughs> try high west whiskey mm. <laughs> very nice <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, but it is actually really a great, it's a, it's a great whiskey. And, um, no, what would I say to, before you leave the state? Try that or, and, or go south. I mean, we've got beautiful things. We've got the beautiful, beautiful parks. Um, I guess it depends on what you like. What anybody likes. I guess I'd make a recommendation based on what people enjoy. If you like to hike, go hiking. There's not a right or wrong answer. We're not going to. Shun you for saying something. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so people can find you on uh, Facebook, Instagram, what, just Time and Place on it's both of those? It's Time and Place SLC. So important here, folks, in case you haven't figured it, it time. out. Time. is like the herb. T-H-I-M-E. Is it an and or an ampersand? It's an and. It's spelled okay. out because um, I oh. wanted it to be T-A-P instead of Oh, TP and yeah. <laughs> good thank you. Good marketing. So yeah, I figured one has legs, the other not so much. Because <laughs> between legs, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. Well, Melinda, we really appreciate you joining us. It's been thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our rubber tree plant. 
You're so welcome. Awesome. Congratulations, on it. Don't kill it. I'm going to try not year. to. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we always ask our we always ask our guests um, what is the the one thing that they would tell someone that they had to do in Utah before leaving the state. And I thought, and we kind of all thought it would be appropriate for us to to tell everyone our one thing because um, we don't we don't do that. So uh, we're going to start with Jess this time. Oh. Oh, me hopping on my pedestal. Are you ready? <laughs> Coming back. Okay, so I got to be quiet. It takes her a minute. Oh, takes just and I a second to get up on gotta the pedestal because we're short. Yes, uh, it's like milk milk crates. Yeah. Um, so because I love Utah food, um, our eateries, our restaurants, our specialty food trucks, um, I decided to base my one thing around a day of food. So I would tell somebody to pick a place for, I did breakfast, lunch, a snack, and dinner. And then in the middle of your day, you're going to go up the Alpine Loop, and then you're going to finish at one of my favorite places in Utah. So, so you have like a, this isn't a one thing. Yes, this is No, a, it's like, it's a day. one day. It's a one day. one yeah. itinerary. Yes. Is that okay? Is everybody okay <laughs> yep, with that? I'm good with that. It's okay. your one thing. It's fine. Okay. You've, put you some, you've, you've put some serious thought into this. I always, always like... When we ask our guests this question, everybody always says the South, which I get. I know that's what we're known for, but but I, I like to ask them that, and I like to see the look on their face, like, "Oh wow, that's an interesting question." <laughs> but we're creating an amazing list that hopefully yeah. people who are traveling to Utah, you know, when they type that, you know, what's the one thing I need to do? Or, or then s- screw that. Even if they're not traveling here, if you live here, go check out the yes, list. That too. What can I do this stuff. weekend? Yeah, I mean, this it's like uh, Peter's. The garden. Yes, you know, the Gilgal. Stone, yeah. Gilgal Garden, like the stone garden there. You live in Salt Lake your whole life and didn't know that existed. Nope. Or we talked about the organ loft the other week. You know? Again, yes. you didn't Very know that cool existed. Places. The yeah. pyramid. Yeah. Yes, the pyramid. I didn't know there. the pyramid existed. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay, so my breakfast, okay. um, I would tell them to either go to Hub and Spoke, uh, which is on... 13th South and 11th East, 13th East, 12th. Anyways, it's up that way. Um, or to go to Penny Ann's and there are two locations, either. So I'm just going to just jump right in here and kibosh that because I know you would tell them to go to Hub and Spoke. No, I wrote two. Those are my two favorites. I know, but you eat at Hub and Spoke all the time. I have eaten there like four times. I see pictures from you eating there. That's because I just went for Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) Um, But I really, the the manager there is amazing and he should be on our show. So anyways, um, for lunch, I would tell them to either go to the Village Baker, which are all over Salt Lake Valley now. It's really amazing. There's quite a few of them, but... Go to the one on 90th and Go Redwood. Go on 90th and Redwood, yep. Um, or to Groves Deli, which is on Main Street and about yeah. 17th South. Groves. Um, Groves. That's where you get lunch. And then I would tell them to stop and get some cookies at Ruby Snap, of course. Oh, yes. That's your snack? Yep, that's your snack. And then you're going to... Um, or head. breakfast, lunch, and yep. dinner. Nope. This is, this is all with purpose. <laughs> then you're going to head down to uh, Interstate 92, and you're going to head up... American Fork Canyon, you're going to go up the Alpine Loop. No one's at the Alpine Loop. That is such an amazing drive. If you're at the top and you want to make a detour, head over to Cascade Springs. It's amazing. And there's cute little bridges. There's lots of fish. Um, it's a great place for a picnic or just for walking around. So you're going to come back down through Provo Canyon. You're going to 
go all the way down to Springville, and you're going to make it to my most favorite antique shop called Treasures Antique Mall. It's two hangers full of things. I see pictures from there all the time. I am obsessed with that place. I would go there every weekend if I wasn't too busy. Um, and then you're going to come up to Provo and you're going to have dinner at the India Palace on Center Street because I've it is my there. favorite Indian food place in Utah because the family that runs it is awesome. They have one on 106 South. I haven't been there, but the one in Provo is, it's my most favorite. I've, e- I've eaten at that one in I love it. Provo Orem. It's all the same down there. So it's like a one day, one day thing. All right. One food. Thing. Utah Whole food. Itinerary. My one thing is to pick local restaurants and go eat. Don't go, Tracy, don't. we know you love the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> but don't, yeah, don't go to the Olive Garden. Don't, we have so many amazing eateries here in Utah, whether you're in St. George or you're in Logan at the Beehive Grill, which has my most favorite gelato. Like, there are plenty of places to choose. So eat local while you're in Utah. Thanks. How about you, Brie? What's your one thing? Nothing. I don't know. I don't do anything. You do stuff. I don't. What, what do I do? What, what's your favorite thing that you've done? You grew done? up here in the history of ever. I did. I did grow up here. What's your favorite thing in the state that you've done? Does it go to Lagoon? Mm. To drive to Wendover? Yeah, nobody said no. Lagoon in the whole year. That's because <laughs> Nobody Lagoon's. said what? Nobody has said yeah, Lagoon. Yeah, but that's the one thing. Year. That is a Utah's <laughs> own. I mean, the story, the it history is. behind it is it amazing. Is. It is. Lagoon certainly is. Sorry. So anyway, what's the favorite thing you've done in the state? Your entire life. I don't know. I, I'm the boring one. You're not though. I am. You've been to Zion. You've been. I've won. I've done what? Zion. Been to Zion. National oh. Park. Well, I've I know, been. but I'm not. I I don't want to. Like that was really super cool, but other people have said that, and again, it's just another so? park. Like I haven't been to any of the other parks to say that Zion is my favorite. So I can't say point. like I have to go to Zion or you should go to Zion. What about Beaver I- Cheese? It's true. They're that giant fucking rocking chair in Beaver at that gas station. I've never been there. You've we never never stopped there. We always stop in Scipio. The mushroom farm. The, ca- the camel. Nope, never been there. The camel. <laughs> the camel in the petting zoo in Scipio. That's what you got to do. That's the one. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just. Somebody should say, I, I hope a future I just, guest says that. <laughs> <laughs> I just follow people around and do whatever other people are doing. So I don't, there's not a, I don't have a, like my favorite thing to do is just, just be still. Like I'm very good at just being very, very still and quiet. So usually my favorite thing to do is just sit around in my house and. Yeah, I, I like to drive around with like the radio on really, 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 really loud. So it annoys people that have their, their windows down because they have like a huge speaker in my car. But that's, that's not a Utah thing. That's just a thing that I like <laughs> to do because I'm that's annoying. An and she wouldn't tell someone visiting Utah to go do that. Exactly. <laughs> they might like, get, you tell them to do anything? Somebody visiting Utah that never been here before. They're like, Bree, what, what is I mean, do I, in Utah? I, I guess as I think about it, like, if the, Chris has really gotten me into soccer and, and I don't know tons and tons about it, but I do love Real. Um, and, and I do watch it on TV. So I guess it would be kind of fun because it's still such a small thing in the U.S. Soccer is. It's, it's still not a big thing as, as, as packed as our stadiums get. It's still 
It's 20,000 person stadiums versus 60. Right. And, and you don't, as you run into people, you're, you're more often going to run into a baseball fan, a basketball fan, or a football fan before you run into a soccer fan. However, um, it's getting bigger here in Utah. See, that's a good suggestion because I was one of those soccer hater people until you guys... But actually, you just like to drink at soccer games. You well, don't yeah, actually watch the soccer. You didn't even notice when Kyle Beckerman went off the field. Yeah, but... Like, he's like the only people <laughs> that you... He's like one of the only people you can totally recognize even if your TV screen is blurry. But, um, so, so I think it would be kind of fun to go, but, but if you go to a soccer game, you need to go sit in one of the supporter sections. You need to sit where the people really care and they're yelling and they're they're screaming and and they're chanting and, and, and they're involved and, and not in the family section where people are just sitting there and they're worried about whether their kids are, you know, eating all their fries or pulling each other's hair, whatever. You need to be somewhere where people are like, my kid comes second because I'm busy watching the game. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so that you can really get the feeling because I don't think that I would like soccer as much if my experiences had been the family section or some of the other sections or even like I know that you liked sitting in 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 the section you when for the fun um that's your confettiatus but you but you weren't part of that section like you needed to be like in there like in the midst of it in the jumping in the yelling the the people pull you in and they they're so quick to include you and you you look around like you look around our section and like <clears throat> the people who sit in front of us are it's an old couple it's a grandma and grandpa couple with a disabled daughter and right in front of them is this a really young couple with two young kids and when they're there the older couple they're they're playing with the little kids and they're talking to each other and then and, and there's a guy that has a big tall blue mohawk and and there's you know just there's like Chris and I just like there's nothing super special looking at us or whatever but the the soccer culture is so inclusive um they're always supportive of you know LGBTQ stuff so you see like lots of rainbow flags all the time, but uh, for pride, if there's a game, um, th- they're flying everywhere, and and so you see old people and young people and and dark skinned people and light skinned people and everybody's together and everybody's jumping around and everybody's chanting and they're drinking and you only feel excluded if you let yourself. So yeah, I, I mean, I guess. Like, go to a game and, and get involved and see, see how cool it is. And then go see if your city has one. After all that hemming and hawing, that's a pretty damn good one. No thing. one's ever made that suggestion before. So, Jeremy, how about you? Yeah, now mine's lame. I thought I would maybe get to go first. <laughs> <That's> because <laughs> Jess and I are better than you guys. Well, there's no doubt about that. Okay, so for me, the thing that I would say, and there, there's a lot of good ones, and, and we hear the good ones and the go hiking and the national parks, and, and I agree 100% with those. But I would say go investigate some of the ghost towns we have in Utah because we have some really amazing tiny little ghost towns in the middle of nowhere that have some amazing cemeteries, that have some amazing old buildings. Um, Eureka comes to mind, the city of Eureka. There's a whole damn TV series named after you that. You need to do that again so that I can go again. It's been a long time since I've done that. But Eureka is a perfect example. Um, it's a tiny little town. 90% of it 
sadly is wasted and gone, but there are a few businesses still left and there are still a few people that live there. Go to those places and look at them because they're, they're full of history. They're so cool. And the, I am sure other states have similar ghost towns like that, but out west, yes, out back east, not really. But but going to those old towns, those old ghost towns, I am telling you that is just like going back in time into the wild, wild west, and you half expect John Wayne to go riding by in the background. And I, they're really cool, and and they've got cool history. They've got cool cemeteries, um, amazing old buildings, some great picture opportunities for those who like to to take pictures and are good with photography, but just to be in them, it's just so amazing that you can go 40 minutes away from here and, and be, I mean, it's like going back in time a hundred years. It's really cool. That's the thing that I would suggest. More than that now. Cause we're in 2017. You're coming up on like 125, 130 years true. ago. I'm going to cheat. Okay. Kay. As usual, because you're well, an ass, and that's what asses do. <laughs> of course. So my, my one thing, um, so the one thing I would say, I'm, I'm with Jess, eat local. Um, anytime someone comes here and they ask where to go, I give them a litany of local places. Um, some are my customers, others are not. Some are just favorite places I love to eat. But there's a little secret um, that Jeremy knows well. Um, it's a little bakery slash coffee shop. There's one here in Salt Lake, uh, out on the like Southwest and I guess Sandy, George, South Jordan, West Jordan, West Jordan, I think. And like off of 90th and Redwood somewhere in there. Maybe it's, oh, I know what you're talking about. So it's called the chocolate. There's also one in Orem, the chocolate house. Just, just as it's looking at me like that's not very good. You don't like the chocolate? No. So I like the chocolate. I think it's really cool. They may have gotten better since they opened, but it's so, been a long time and I since don't, I've been. The one in or did you go to the one here in Salt Lake Valley? The one in Orem? I went to the one in Orem. Yeah, the one in Orem I didn't think was as good. The one here in Salt Lake Valley is really, so it's an old house that has been converted into essentially a bakery and coffee shop. And so um, they make their own cakes and brownies and cupcakes. Um, really their focus is cakes and, and cupcakes. Um, and they have, I mean, they make a couple cakes, a couple different types of cakes, like usually three or four. Mm. And then once they're gone, they're gone for that day. Uh, and they cut them and then they have pretty decent coffee. Um, it's just a fun experience. You just go with a, a few people and go find one of the bedrooms that's now a converted <laughs> sitting room. Like it's, it's really kind of a cool experience. It's like a bunch of couches and like coffee tables and yeah. some, there, some of them are actual tables and. So you can drag everything around and put it in your own little like groupings and stuff. I like going there. Um, that's a really fun little place. The the one out in South Jordan or West Jordan. I don't really fucking know where it's at. Um, so on, I like that. It's it on be, Redwood it Road, West Jordan, technically, and yeah, I think ninety. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, around ninetieth, and it's just before ninetieth, I think, or just after. I don't know. Perfect. So you can go to the village baker and then you can go have yep. chocolate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we like to go there, especially later in the evening. Like maybe we all went out to dinner somewhere. We'll go there for coffee and dessert. Um, so I really like that place. Um, I would say, though, the one thing that you have to do um, other than eat, um, and depending on the time of year, um, but go skiing or snowboarding. And we I'm, have the greatest snow on earth. I, I got to tell you, I'm not a skier. I'm not a snowboarder. 
Um, I have tried both. My snowboarding experience was 18 years old, first time on the mountain in khakis and a hoodie. <laughs> no snow, no snow clothes. <laughs> and I get there in the training that I was taking a little class because I've never done it before. And the guy's like, are you sure you're good in that? I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm a tough kid. Freaking cold doesn't really bother me. Yeah, apparently when you're soaked through and it's, you know, freaking January on the mountain. The wind on the mountain. Yeah, it's so anyways, that was miserable. But this snow here really is the best on earth. So I talked to a lot of people, especially when I was in school. You done? Sorry. I'm <laughs> slouching again. So Utah snow is even unlike Denver's because we get really white fluffy powder because it's such a dry snow it doesn't freeze into giant ice channels like it does in a lot of places especially back east and let's be honest we get all the snow first because denver's behind us they're the back side of the rockies so our snow really is the greatest snow on earth it's not just a saying although it's a really catchy little motto <laughs> <laughs> but it really is and so i you know if you get a chance to come to utah don't just go to park city in fact don't go to Park City. Park City's cool, but go to a real resort. Go to like snowboard, snowboard, snowbird. Go to Brighton. Um, those Alta. are those are fantastic resorts. You can go with, north. There's lots up north. Yeah, you've got yeah, uh, what? What is it? Is it Brian Head up there? Mm-hmm. And even and down, I think Bear Mountain just opened. But Bear Mountain's down in Cedar, right? One Mm-mm. of those two is in Cedar. Up in Logan. One of those two's in Cedar. There's Brian, one in Cedar. Is Brian Head the one that's in Cedar? I think so. Yeah, that's yeah, Brian Hudson. Yeah, Brian Hudson Cedar. Because that's uh, where Cassie went skiing for the first time. Yeah, I mean, and so there's, and it's, it's anyways, that's what I would say. Probably my one thing. Um, but dress warm. Appropriate. Actually, get snow clothes. Well, it's <laughs> and wear sunscreen. Yeah. It's pretty cool up there too because you're you're up above it. So even if we have our notorious inversion or whatever, it's not going to affect you while you're skiing. And well, if it's snowing while you're skiing, it's so amazingly it's cool. Just beautiful. Well, and even like a place like Snowbird, like Snowbird's fantastic to go up to in the summer uh, or in the fall when there's no skiing because the canyons are great. And and the the views from up there are just you just can't get them anywhere else in the world. So so that's my one thing. It's really two things. And I will. We need to do a, we need to do an episode. I say on restaurants, our favorite restaurants, not not Salt Lake Magazine, not City Weekly Best of. We just need to do one that's entirely focused on our favorite restaurants in the valley. Let's I do say. it. Is there any other stuff you guys want to do in the new year? I'm saying in the new year, it's weird to say in the new year. In, in our new year. year. But yeah, in, in our, our in our yeah. next year. The new I mean, there, it's like our birthday. Is there any other things Happy that you guys want to go us. through? I'm just excited to see what year two brings. That's it. <clears throat> well, yeah. it'll be kind of cool. I mean, year two. Wait, have you done any other podcasts this long, Jer? Not this long. Not will, any single one that is less this I, long. I will say this, Jeremy. For a guy that uh, says all you do is come in and sit and talk, you're sticking right to that. <laughs> all of you are. <laughs> that's because that's really all I do. I thought we were going to have farm talk today, uh, especially with the interview that we had with our guest. I know. Um, you, but you, but, but we, we kind of skipped we over it. I, I kind of feel like I need to have farm talk because my, <coughs> my buds are coming out. I think I have a butternut squash bud now. Coming up, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think very many of mine died from the snow and frost, I hope. 
I really have no idea. I lost a few, but I overplant, so I think I'm okay. Time will tell over the next week or two. Yep. yep. Guess, guess yep. that's going to do it for the night. I think we need to thank everybody yeah, who's been a part of this last year. Seriously. Do you want me to traveled here for How fast do you think I can do it? Five minutes. You gonna list? Oh, I can do it way less than that. Okay, let's go. You gonna list okay. everybody? Yes, okay. we're going. Ready? Oh, sure. So we have Viet, the face-off people, Indy Skies, Feral and Wild, Misty K. Snow and her team. We have Jim DeBacchus, M&L Paranormal, Oscar and Julia, Alan, Steve, Chris, Val Cameron, Sarah, plus Sarah, Dash, Derek of Tragic Black, Nick Passy, Chanda, Jen and Derek, Tammy, Emily, Carrie, Bubblebee, Kitchen 88, Poutine, Mountain West, Holly, Travis Tate, Chris 2.0, we love you. I do like Travis. We do love Travis. Uh, Geek Therapist, the Utah Halloween Expo team. Raven. Nobody mentioned Raven. Oh, that's true. Super and suck. I, and we follow, I think I follow, he's one of the ones I follow the most. Truffle Cottage, David J. West. Mm, Truffle Cottage. Uh, and of course, Miss Harriet Winston. That's true. Silent Supporters. And of course, my cousin Nate, who loves our show. So, so and, and I, James, who lends his house. Yes, and James that lends us his house. So I, I, I will say this, and I, I kind of forgot it because we're a, a bit removed and we didn't talk about news today. I think Misty K. Snow might have been my favorite that we've done in the last year. See, I didn't get to be part of that. I was, it was still Josh, and and I didn't get to. And I, I think how cool to be part of that. I mean, yeah, and I, I think that was for me. Um, and and we only really talked to her once on this podcast, and we've talked we talked to Ginevra obviously uh, after the fact, but to to be able to do that kind of secondary podcast, and maybe that's why I wasn't thinking about it because it was such a separate thing for us. But to be able to do that, I thought was was fantastic. It was really fun to be engaged uh, with her and and her campaign, and and go to the Democratic that was awesome. party with her and and bodyguard her and. <laughs> Freaking, that was I just want you to know two two things. Pug in a bag. Come on, that's a great show title. <laughs> and what about uh, drag queen selling Tupperware in Uncle Rico's van? Come on, guys. How good. can we forget that one? That was good. That was cool. <laughs> we got some good. We've got some good show titles. So, uh, but that's gonna wrap it up for this year. So we'll be back next week. New music. We have new uh, cards, new business cards. New yeah, music. I'm on the business cards now, people. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, new new so cards. So now, when you music. see Jess, you have to ask her for a new card. Uh, I'm gonna bring. I don't know. Take him to Virginia with you. No, this doesn't really make sense. Why would I take the new Utah podcast business? Because cards what to happens Virginia? if they want to travel to Utah? They do. I've talked to them while see? they were here. I handed them out at Sundance to like people that were not even from our country. So that's all right. That makes sense. I'm going to install a restaurant that I already know. Why would I hand them a business card for a podcast when they have my business card for my business? Because then they'll be like, "Oh, you do a podcast? That's so cool!" I can't cross pollinate. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. Whoa. Uh, it's not true. If you guys need a point of sale. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks everyone. You can you can follow us uh, on Twitter at TNU Podcast uh, or on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. If you don't go to our website, you're just hurting yourself. Theneutah.wordpress.com. There's really cool shit on there. We always post our one things. 
Um, well, I shouldn't say we. Jess does all of that work for us. Jess does all the behind-the-scenes stuff except for the editing of the podcast. Which oh, Chris does. I oh, edit Chris. and post and host and all that other shit. And then Jeremy and I just sit here and look pretty. I'm I like Jeremy. to think of Jess as the, <laughs> as the uh, producer of the show. Not an events mistress. Really kind of the producer. She's the she one is. She gets all the guests, so she does a great job. I don't think we thank her enough. We don't. It's okay. I'm apparently just an asshole. What well, said you edited the show? <laughs> God, what do you want? A trophy? Yep. Nope. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Take care.